даже сходила. Я сдавала биохимию. Ну, короче, и мне поставили, диагностировали. Clinic depression by I it's not even a phonetic name, so I'm gonna spell it to you. V R D N P R V C H K off that post pandemic VA album put out by the Belgian Russian label We Lofi that we've been listening to over the last couple months in between guests. Hello. My name is Tom Marcy. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to BFF.fm Best Frequencies Forever. If you're new here, happy Monday. This show's called The Lost Hour. It's a Monday afternoon weekly show where me and my friends uh, listen to the things we get lost to and today i'm very very honored um to debut yet another ep by a wonderful local producer and dj uh you can catch his show his radio residency rather uh sound selection uh with his collaborator freescale every first friday at 4 30 p.m on lower grand radio in oakland a uh, fellow member of wet along with myself and we are talking about his new project, Fat Cap. It's AgroPool. What's going on? Heyo. What's up, Tom? Thank you for having me on the show. Super excited to talk about the new project. And yeah, thanks for having me here. Hey. I'm used to hearing you on the radio with um, Freescale because you guys open your radio show by um, being a little less than serious. Being silly. <laughs> you could say we're being silly. It's like become our thing after almost doing that show for three years this October is like we like I used to introduce a show like what's up you know we're on this station you're listening to us and then when Kevin started when Kevin hopped on in like January like a year and a half ago he like started doing like goofy intros and it's just kind of become the thing so if you listen back to the last like 20 something episodes it's just like it's just Kevin just okay I think it's like one of the first things I ever said to Kevin I was like you're really funny because when your radio show started you said we're going to be playing two hours of samba. 
sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Thank you very much, Agrifol, for being here. I'm of appreciative course. that you're here. I really want to talk about this project. I wanted to give you the opportunity. Um, if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about the project, to share them before we delve into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the I started making this project probably when I moved to a new apartment uh, in the beginning of the year. And it was really nice and refreshing for me to be in a new space, uh, which is like, it was the first time I moved rooms in like, you know, apartments while I had been making music. So I had been making the same music in a certain space. So being in another space, I had a different setup. Things felt cleaner. I don't know. You, you just get a different mind space. And so I approached this album, um, unlike my other albums, with a little bit more intent. And like I want to be able to play some of these tracks on the dance floor. And the other stuff I produced was, you know, 160 plus. And for me, it's hard to get up to that BPM. And, you know, I, I love jungle. I love spinning drum and bass um, footwork, probably a little bit more than those two now. But I just, you know, I wanted something that was 140. I've been listening to a lot of 140 stuff recently, which has been a little, I don't know, people, people like, like, you know, <laughs> shit on 140. I've heard that about people. Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> shit on 140. But like, I've got some love for it. And I think I do it well when I'm spinning it. So I wanted to make some 140 ish stuff. Um, and I can bend all this stuff up to 140, so it makes me happy. Most of those projects like 135, but yeah. I really uh, appreciate that answer and resonate with it because I, um, I don't know. I feel like I parallel your production journey in that, and that I was making a lot of fast stuff, and more recently, everything I'm making is in, in the realm of what we're talking about uh, the the speed of music that people seem to like. <laughs> it's that heart rate yeah you know i resonate with that well my next question which <clears throat> you kind of already answered was uh what does the release of this project signify for you is it uh the beginning of an era the ending of an era you mentioned that it started at the end slash beginning of an era new place that you're living mm -hmm. you also mentioned that it signified you know changes in speed of your production mm. do any of these things resonate with you do you feel like it signifies anything particular in your life um, I mean, in, in, in my life, in terms of production, I think for me, uh, my previous projects, I was making stuff at a certain BPM. Cause like, that's what I, how I was thinking at the time. Like I just felt like my mind was racing. Mm. Um, and I was also playing things out of, or making them at a higher BPM because I wasn't like in like my experience, I wasn't that good at producing. So I needed to cover up the things that I wasn't good at doing by making them faster and throwing heavy breaks over them. I'm not even lying. No, that's, I that's just like <laughs> that that that's my truth in producing some of that stuff. I mean, I love sure. breaks and I was in love with breaks like for so long. I had such a like heavy period of just just listening to breaks. Sure. But um doing it a little bit longer now, I'm like I'm like you're always your own like biggest critique. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's you know, that gets to me. So I'm like I want to be better at this. I want to I spend time with my music and I want it, you know, everyone wants to release the most intentional, like soul grabbing dance floor moving, you know, whatever sort of music it is. Like you want to, you want that to be the most intentional project, right? Everyone dreams of that and hopes that people will understand it to its core. That's never going to happen. You know, it'll happen for you, for yourself, maybe. Sure. But other people are going to think that your last project that you don't like is the best thing you've ever put out and will put out, mm. you know? So, uh, I just wanted to spend more time with, uh, the music and get better at producing and just kind of prove to myself that I can be better at it mm. and yeah Word. yeah but in, in terms of my life yeah I guess you know I was moving apartments 
I got out of a weird situation with like my living situation. So it was like a fresh slate, slowing it down again and just like wanted to spend time with music, you know? Word. Yeah. Cheers to new situations. Absolutely. Cheers to proving it to yourself. And with that, we're going to hear the first track. This is the first track off the new project from Agropool called Fat Cap. This song is called Smoke. You are listening to Best Frequencies Forever. Thank you. 
Only want the smoke. Never want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard smoke off the project Fat Cat put up by Agropole, Agripole, otherwise known as Noah. That was that first track. What were you just saying about listening back to your own tracks? What? You just said something. Maybe you said it under your breath and I wasn't supposed to hear it. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Said <laughs> something about listening back to your own tracks. I don't remember. Um, well, what I was telling you off mic is that uh, not only is this m- my favorite vocal sampling on this project, I also think it's it's the most pronounced. It, it uh, is the most um, earwormy for sure. It and says the word fuck a lot. Yeah, that's true. Maybe fuck, fuck is an earwormy word. I feel like <laughs> yeah. even from like childhood, like when you first hear it, you're like, oh, you want to say it a lot because you know it's a bad word. You can't word. deny phonetics. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You sure can't. What I wanted to ask you is about vocal sampling yes. um, and how you feel it's not only changed it within your own style, but like vocal samples that have really stood out to you in other people's work that maybe has influenced what you do or what you listen to. Yeah. So actually on my first project, I sang on two of the songs mm-hmm. and like, so I was, cause I was trying to make music before that, that, you know, I was singing on and I was playing keys on and. You know, not really related to dance music, but like other ways of, you know, expressing myself through music. I was trying to at least. So when I started making dance music um, on that first project, there's like one song on there that I sing on fully. And then there's another song on there that's more of the Juki song uh, that I just like recorded something, grabbed vocal stabs from it and just used my own voice on top of it. So I could say like I sang on my own track, but even though like I sampled myself. Which is kind of silly now to even say, but I went from that to, I mean, finding samples online or on that, not this project, but the last project, I was doing a lot of like vocal dubbing from interviews of people. Mm. Um, Like on that track, New York on my last project was like an interview um, with this jazz penis and he was talking about how collaboration, you know, is rarely understood when it's just coming from your brain, mm. like it says in that track, like you can't switch melody, harmony, um, and instrumentation all within the next beat because nobody, you can't communicate that to a gr- group of people. It's only in your head. Sure. You know, so I like grab stuff there on this project. Um, I mean, that last song, like I've always been inspired by like more of the hip hop side of dance music, uh, or at least that feeling of it, sampling hip hop vocals, sampling, <laughs> um, tracks like that are you know stem from like either funk and r&b tracks originally so it's like sampling the sample the sample but like i always have preferred more of a hip-hop feel and mm. sound to uh my tracks there's a couple i have a d'angelo sample on this on this tape um i have a genuine sample on this tape um the last track that we just listened to smoke was like samples that are just like really ignorant and like don't really represent me at all but i just (laughs) i just felt like being ignorant i don't smoke weed yeah but it just seemed like an ignorant track so like i just wanted to say dumb shit on top of a track that was you know too steppy sure yeah (laughs) i think that's a great answer well and i i think i think what it really says is that like you know describing your one of your earlier projects as sampling yourself which by the way i don't think is silly i think a lot of people sample themselves Mm -hmm. uh to going to making it something personal like your own voice to going to something secondary and serious like interviews about collaboration for example mm-hmm. to coming up and being like no like these are the sounds i like and i, I want to hear someone say fuck and smoke a, <laughs> a bunch like i don't know I, I feel like there's a 
there's a maturity and um evolution to it despite it like on paper like sounding silly you know oh that's yeah, cool yeah, thank yeah, you yeah 100 percent um well the next question is uh, kind of similar but uh what dj do you want the smoke from oh shit <laughs> yo truthfully i don't want any smoke but i just want people to fucking want some cool shit when they're djing Sure. Like, like when it comes to any fucking DJ, whether they're my friend or not, like if they're not pushing themselves behind the decks, like that's when I get angry. Sure. You know, like you don't have to play music I like, but if you're just like looking like you're not giving a fuck or not trying, that's the shit that like pisses me off. So I come, I'm coming. I got the smoke. I'm bringing the smoke to any fucking DJ who's lazy as fuck. Not pushing any buttons. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Says the man who's wearing a Groove Your Soul T-shirt. <laughs> that's a fucking f- and that and that's a fact. I'll live by that shit. Literally. You know? Well, that's, we're that's funny. we're gonna move out into from the this uh, high energy smoke fuck vibe. Word. And we're going into a track literally called Chill. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, how do I put this one? There's an obvious. There's an obvious like, despite it, what you were talking about, there being like a, a, a in, in general slower shift to your production and what you're doing right mm-hmm. now um there is an energy uh fluctuation in this project yes uh and uh you know if you were to just do hard and fast the whole time or slow and steady the whole time it would be very one note what does it mean to you to have these different peaks uh it's about having dynamics like i think i used that word earlier i don't know if we were on or not when i said the word dynamic but like it's about having in my head like i want to prove to myself that i can every song on this record is like kind of a different style mm. um and that was very intentional because like i've been really influenced for the past year and like i'm going through phases of spending time with different styles of music going back like spending time with like things in the 90s that were like early early 90s like early 2000s two-step honestly was like the inspiration for like the last track but like you know just kind of spending time with like where these genres come from and i wanted to you know pay a little bit of respect any way i could to those genres by like you know producing this i think i've totally missed your question by the way no i i don't think so um i think you answered by answering that different levels uh attribute to dynamics you said, there we go okay no, cool. you were lying go. yeah i mean in energy wise it's just like when you're djing you know like playing at certain places in front of certain people like require different things from you as a dj like sure and also however you're feeling that night too like do you want to like in my head i'm like do i want to stick in like you know a 138 like groove based set right now or am i going to play a song that is an edit that people know and will have fun i'll have fun too because i like the song sure you know it's like it's like that so there's like ups and downs in this this it's only four tracks but you know Uh, there can still be ups and downs in four tracks and what i would say to this is i think this this um speaks to a, a particular problem that I think DJs can relate to people who produce can relate to anybody who really makes art can relate to is um when you're in a, a space of performance when there's an audience watching the 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 um the the pressure not the pressure maybe the vice to like slip into just playing the things you know to pander yeah pander that's mm-hmm. the good word uh pander and I I think that you're speaking well to the fact that this project is challenging you not to do that because it's yeah. different on every track and that's you know I. I walked in and, you know, Kevin and I did a radio show the other day and I had missed it last month. And when I walked in, it was behind those decks. I was like, and we're just at a radio station. Oh, I hadn't felt that good in so long. Are you kidding me? It's so different playing in front of people than it is like playing for yourself. And like, totally. it's yeah, it's so awesome to be able to, you know, Make understand those dynamics at least. 100%. Well, that being said, 
This next track is called Chill. We are listening to Agropool's new project, Fat Cap. You are listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. This show is called The Lost Hour. My name is Tom Marcy. That's Agropool. This next track is called Chill.
I actually sampled Tom. <laughs> you for, can't for that. hear it. Duh. <laughs> waiting for my residuals to roll in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Huh? That was chill on Fat Cap. Now we were talking off mic, and, and you said something really interesting that I'm hoping you'd be willing to expand on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that each track of this project really? Um, yeah, I don't want to steal the words out of your mouth. Do you want to repeating what you said? Yeah, I mean, each each track off this project is like directly inspired by artists, DJs, and producers that like specifically each one um, that I respect a lot and I look up to that I feel like I've learned from a lot. Even mm-hmm. though I may not know them in, in real life, I feel like I've learned a lot from them and, you know, you know, the style of music that they make or, you know, how they represent the music that they play or produce in a live aspect too. Like, I respect a lot about these artists and my way to, like, show that I respect it is doing that. Like, 100%. I didn't create any of these genres. And, you know, and I, I appreciate you saying that um, and because there's this, like, uh, insecurity or uncertainty when we have those feelings that I'm like, but I'm not copying you or I'm not, like, whatever. And it's like, that's not what it is. Because it's what you just said, like, you didn't make any genre. Like, Mm-mm. we live in 2023. Like, no one made You can only be so genres, original. You, you know? know? Like, yeah. Everything comes from something, and it, I think it's more important and reverent, I would say, to know where those things are coming from. And Absolutely. You know you're looking up to. You know, the question I asked you in the last track about vocal sampling, when I think of my answer to that question, I think of um, the song I Couldn't Stay Away by Board Lord. Hi, Board Lord. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it was one of the first samples when I was really getting into people's production and style in the context of DJing and producing, which is something that was new for me. Yeah. That I heard like a sustained. It's going. Out, it's going yeah, down outside. There's, by there's the way, there's like a fight happening outside with yeah. beeping. Yeah, people are. Li- they could hear uh, my EP outside. They're going crazy <laughs> right now. That's what's happening. Imagine they're starting a sideshow yeah, yeah. <laughs> for Fat Cap. Yeah, Fat yeah, Cap sideshow. Yeah, yeah, Wait, that's a great album release party. Fat Cap sideshow. <laughs> yeah, and right. it's on the bridge. All right, I guess I'm gonna get up and close the door. Please hold tight. Um, I just want to say thank you to Tom for you know inviting me onto this show. This is so much fun. And this is a beautiful space, too. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Executives of BFF? We think it's <laughs> just kidding. Executives. Hi, Amanda. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm really appreciative. BFF's a wonderful studio. Absolutely. But what I was uh, saying before the Fat Cap Sideshow started is uh, my answer to the question about vocal samples that were really influential is the song I Couldn't Stay Away by Board Lord because yeah. it was the first time I heard a really sustained vocal sample. Um, It wasn't like... A, what I do a lot of is choppy you know like mm-hmm. word 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 yeah. it was i couldn't stay away and then hey. it, and then the drums came in and that i don't know if, why but it was so formative for me to hear that because i was like all the music that i really like cherish and gather from like my youth or something which is something i do want to ask you about is like women who are like holding notes and i was like how do i ever i didn't even think to bring that into like my like production style until I heard that song. And I was Sweet. Like, oh, yeah, women can belt on this then shit. Then I, I, I hear that on the last flip flop. Flip foot. Flip flop. Okay, like you never got that. I know Like you never got Yeah, flip flop now available on Bandcamp. Flip foot. <laughs> two. Get it on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Yeah, flip foot's three, whenever. Um, uh, and I appreciate you letting me go on that tangent. Just to say that, like, you know, it, it is important to, to, I don't know not be afraid to admit like 
you know, I mean, who your influences. I've are. said it, yeah, and I've said you it. Can't on an, gatekeep the whole world. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? Mean, yeah, you can't. People I, are trying to do that, dude. Like, it's cool you have your influences, but like, not every, not everybody's gonna get the same thing from the same influence that you have, like person or idea wise. Like, you're gonna draw your own things from it. Mm-hmm. And people that are like, I can't tell you who I'm listening to because it's like I want to be like mysterious or I'm gonna gatekeep this shit or like, uh you don't really fuck with like this, so you don't deserve to listen to this. Like, fuck that. Like, Bullshit. you know, that's just whack. The other question I wanted to ask you about this track, Chill, because there's a lot of really interesting instrumentation and automation on the instrumentation. Um, I believe I know this answer, but you play an instrument, right? Yes. What I play uh, keys and bass. Okay. And are, I don't mean to dox you. And you, mm-hmm. We could cut this whole thing. I'll stop the cameras right now. Yeah, the cameras. Are you in a band? Uh, it's, that's like a tough question. I kind of... Um, we haven't played together in like most of the summer sure uh my girlfriend ashley who's a drummer like picked up another band they're doing a bunch of gigs awesome and then so it's kind of just been one of those things that kind of fell in the back seat it's not totally on her but like like even the guitarists and like all of us have just been sure yeah but you know relatively yes and i guess the question is you know does your knowledge of how to play an instrument and also like being in a band do you feel like that has influenced your production or informed it in any way because Production, as we were just saying, can be very like on a computer. Yeah. But you have this musical knowledge that exists outside of that realm, that mm-hmm. exists in learning an instrument, that exists in, you know, coordinating and collaborating, playing a show with people with like real life instruments. Yeah. How do you feel like that comes into play when you're looking at a computer screen? Well, I mean, I've, I didn't always know how to play. I'm not one of those savant kids. I grew up playing instruments. I like refused to try to play anything, you know, for a long time. In high school, I wish I played instruments. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn how to play an instrument till my you know i was 22 sure 21 22 mm-hmm. and i had a neighbor in one of my apartments i was living in give me one of her pianos and the next day an artist that i love down in la this jazz pianist was like i'm taking students all levels and so that just that fell into my lap like i couldn't i can't run i can't walk away from that totally so like i learned jazz piano for two years and then you know then got into producing so i had like music theory background but i mean it's just helped in terms of you know having idea of pitch um what i love most about what that's done for me in like terms of being in a band is like writing bridges mm. and writing bridges is like writing a new part of the song it's like writing a different song within the song and i love trying to do that with producing now mini song, in a song. I, I don't think i do it very well in this project but like it's been in my head like you're in the middle of this track and then all of a sudden it's like you're on a c part of this track you know you want to be be part of the track it's like different but then you get pulled back in sure yeah those are the bridges i draw Great. Those are the bridges I draw by making bridges. Yeah. I like that. That just Does that me. make sense, right? It did make sense. Okay, I didn't cool. mean to say it in a facetious way that No, no, no. I was trying I said it after yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's right. No, I think that's a very valuable I wouldn't have even thought to think that thought to think. I wouldn't have even thought that uh, a band would inform something like a particular structure of a song, but of course that makes total sense mm. about writing bridges. Um I appreciate that. Well, we're getting into the second half of this project. Uh, two out of four, three out of four. Uh, this next track is called Dub Stab. Yes. I love this song. All right. Why'd you is, call it that? Um, I used um, a dub preset setting on this Galaxy Echo uh, plugin that I have. Mm. And the way it re- um, like echoes and reverberates is kind of like dub music. There you go. Um. And I use a certain kind of horn in the background of the song that's kind of underlying. Sick. Um, yeah, that's like relevant, at least for that in my head. But it was mostly because of this um, Echo plugin that I was using. This okay. VST, yeah. I appreciate the knowledge of that. I think um, this is not 
critique or backhanded. I think you're a very studied and technical person, but in like a very passionate way. And so it's exciting to hear you explain. I love nerding out on this stuff. I you do you make the nerd time. shit not sound like nerd shit. You make it sound oh, exciting. Okay. I love that though. I'm I love saying. that though. Makes Thank it you. like me actually understand it. Because I love that stuff. I, I, I love talking to sound engineers whenever mm -hmm. opportunity I get. Like either if I'm doing live sound or something. It's one of my favorite things to learn about. Sure. If I could go back to school, I'd go back to school and get a sound engineering degree. That would okay, be I agree with that. Totally. Um, you mentioned that you really love this song. Um, I'm curious because we're also talking about <clears throat> this project, but also you've, you've alluded to your past projects and, you know, how they contextualize to this one and all yeah. that. Uh, what does it mean to like, <sighs> you, you hear something and I relate to this too. You hear something that you've made in the past and you grow tired of it. Like you don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Can a song ever come back into fashion that you've made? Like, you ever listen to it again and you're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. And maybe I'm being a little. Parts of the songs. Sure. There are, there are parts of songs that, you know, and I, it's not like, you know, I dislike or hate any of my old music, but it's just not what I'm trying to make now. So, sure. of course, I feel differently about it. Mm -hmm. But like there are parts of those songs that like, I'm like, oh, dude, why did I only do this for eight bars? That should be fucking 32 bars right there. Sure. Like it because it could just ride like that. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't have confidence in my loops in like my production then to like you know like we were talking about earlier to like really find a groove and sit in it i didn't have that confidence i just didn't well this is what we we're talking about off mic because i was explaining that uh, some of the feedback i've gotten from our friend tall who's been on the show hi tall um is that you have to give a groove to yourself like you have to let yourself sit in something for like at least 30 seconds mm -hmm. um and that's really valuable so yeah. i agree with that I, I i ask because i think about it sometimes with unfinished stuff like stuff i started that i was like oh this is garbage um, and then months later, listen to it. And I'm like, it's not garbage. What's wrong with me? Like, and then it turned into something that I actually ended up using. That's the best. Like when you're just like kind of jamming out real quick mm -hmm. and you just make these little ideas. That's why like if you get up early in the morning and work for like an hour, you're like, who knows what you're going to come up with with like morning brain stuff. But you can go back to like some of those projects and it's like only like, you know, a five bar loop, nine bar loop, like or eight bar loop. Like you could make something, you could run with that. I've been trying to run with like sh shorter loop stuff and just being confident in these loops and like letting shit ride. Letting shit ride. Yeah. Well, Dubstep is coming at you. We got this third track from Fat Cat by AgriPool. Uh, you are listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. You're here with us for about 20 more minutes. We're going to play this third track and then the fourth track, and then we're going to say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Did you hear my cheer creak? This one's called... <laughs> <laughs> Dubstep, enjoy.
did the same thing i did the last track oh uh, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. that was dubstep everybody uh we're listening to fat cap project newest project put out by agripole agripole is in the studio with us today here at bff hello best frequencies forever i wrote down last night when i was listening to this that this song reminds me of a track from one of your i, I think it is your first project could be wrong mm. uh killjoy um it reminded me of the song it's like that uh oh yeah because of the symbol crashes and it, it was the it was it felt like the closest one to that juke vibe but slower uh-huh um sweet i just i wrote that down so i just wanted to let you know i like that track a lot <laughs> that track was really cool i actually sampled uh nba uh nba jams mm. yeah it's his ps2 game um and they did like their own vocal riffs it was, it was like three hours i switched searched through it and i found them ripping like this uh i think it's a pete rock track and like somebody, one of these vocal actors just, and then I ripped it from there. It was kind of silly. Video game sampling. That's music to my ears. But now we're uh, fast forwarding to this D'Angelo sample. And I want, I'm curious about this as it relates to this one. Um, how do you feel like the music you've listened to when you were like younger, either a teenager or even like early twenties, um, how do you feel like it influences both what you make now and what you have made? As you just mentioned, you know, you have an old track from a video game, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you like interacted with how do you feel like that's influenced you that's like really interesting because um 
it's like so they're different worlds of music like i grew up a lot on like grunge music um you know a lot of like rhcp sounding rock i'm I'm from socal so like kroq like rock music is like kind of what i grew up on as a kid sure um i like the most of the r&b and like r&b and hip-hop stuff that i heard in like the early 2000s were like in like my neighbor's car when i'd carpool with them like because his sister would play it but like a lot of it is like you know more so in the past like five or six years that like has like shaped a lot of what i listen to because i was telling i was telling tom before this that i did radio at kusf and that's when i really got serious with spending time with my music and i already was listening to a lot of music as itself but like you know, I was sitting on a, in front of a microphone and I wanted to talk about the music that I liked. And, totally. You know, Likewise. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I There's different schools of music in my head. And I think the stuff that I grew up listening to reflects more in, when I'm playing bass. Because mm. I play bass in that band. Sure. So, that reflects more than, like, when I'm with a live band than it is, like, production-wise. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a very fair answer. I, I, th- I like to think of it because I relate to this in that... Uh, I did grow up with like this music that we're listening to now, but I, I also grew up with like a heavy influence of like rock and like live sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think that its influence on my current production is more about its energy and emphasis than its like literal sound. Yeah. You know, like um, its intensity or uh, its buildup or um, its emotion is what's probably more present on my oh, music so that cool. I make than like Sweet. the literal sound of like. Like a Bon Jovi song that my mother would play, or something. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you saying, yeah, that. of course. Um, wow, my brain flatlined just now. That's okay, <laughs> that's, that's great. Me all, that's me all the time. Really good for interviewing. Well, we're coming up on the last track. This last track, uh, is uh, my favorite because it relates to something I was talking about earlier, uh, about that board lord track, the sustained vocals. This is the track that I can identify with some pretty great sustained vocal samples. Yeah. I'm super grateful to get to hear again. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe this is the genuine sample. This right? is the genuine sample. Totally. And we have vibrant breaks on here, which I feel like yes. you alluded to not necessarily using a lot, but here it is present on this project. It's, it's funny that you said that too about your inspiration on sustained vocals, mm-hmm. at least sustained vocal samples uh, and breaks, mm-hmm. because this song was totally inspired by, you know, Board Lord. Word. Just how I feel listening to Board Lord Spin live and listening to their own production. Like I was like, yeah, this is this is for sure the song that like is totally inspired by Daria. You rock. We love you. She's great. Anyway, <laughs> get out of here. I agree. Well, I, I think that's yeah, totally not a mistake. Then that that uh, tied itself into that. So we are coming up on this last track, dancing. Um, this is dancing on fat. Why are you laughing at me? Because you're like she's great. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I think she's great. She knows you think she's great too. Yeah. Anyway, she rocks. Go see her play. Oh fuck! I'm such a big. She's playing this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. At the crazy trip release party at Underground SF. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're coming up on dancing. Last track of Fat Cat by Agripool. Thank you so much all for listening. Again, this is BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. I'm Tom. That's Noah. Uh, We are here on The Lost Hour debuting this project, and I'm just so grateful. And without further ado, dancing. (laughs) 
you're not stupid. I figured out. You just tighten that so it stops falling on my face. Well, I actually didn't even realize that either. Maybe I'm stupid. We can learn from each other, Tom. I love that. Collaborative learning, community <laughs> care. Well, that's it, folks. You just heard the entire project of Fat Cap by Agripole. That last track was called Dancing. And I just want to, before I wrap up and ask you some closing questions, thank you so much for coming on. Thank for you for day. having me. That was It's sweet how it worked out release time-wise. And then you're like, yo. Because you, like, you texted me like, I heard you're releasing music. Are you still doing that or no? I was like, yes, actually, this Friday. You want to come on a Monday? I was like, yes, absolutely. I did creep on you when I asked. <laughs> um, the last question I wanted to ask, because this this last track is my favorite on the project, not that you asked, uh, and it, it, it really is such a surreal experience to listen to. It, it gives me a lot of great feelings. And what I wanted to ask is when you make a song and you finish it and you hear it back, do you envision a place, uh, a time, an audience, a realm, like a, a certain environment when you hear a song that you've made uh for me just to quickly talk over you this song reminds me of like all my friends and i like meeting up at like a house party in our, in our like dude. early 20s late teens and like everybody's seeing everybody for like the first time that night and we're all just like laughing and screaming and that's what this song gives to me i think about um late night being on like the dance floor and like knowing you shouldn't be there mm. like you got work in the morning sure like like it's like where you been like i've been dancing like it's late night it's super fogged out on the dance floor mm -hmm. like that's i mean that's how i felt making it so i was just like i want that to feel it's like that last spurt of like being high on the dance floor and moving and then you're like you know you shouldn't be there that night you know you shouldn't have stayed that late you know you shouldn't have done that many shots on the dance floor and i'm guilty of that i love going out and dancing you are yeah <laughs> i'm guilty I, you know that <laughs> I went. I've never thrown a party with you. I had no idea. I um, <laughs> that's a great answer. I I think yeah the elements of like uh, uh, despite despite it all being out and having fun mm -hmm. is, is a really great way to submit this project and to uh, end it with this track. Was this the last track chronologically that you made? Um. If you yeah, it might have been. I think I started making the song back in February. Mm. Yeah. It could it have gives, been. It gives this a really one or smoke. Would first or last? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think. Well, they they both. Well, this one gives a great finality, but they both have great pronunciation to them in the project. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, as I said, for like that really sharp vocal, and this last one for the really sustained vocal. I think it's a great sandwich for the project. Oh, sweet. Thank you very much for coming on. I want to remind everybody that Agropol has an their uh, his own radio residency with Freescale called Sound Selection. Uh, it is every first Friday at 4.30 p.m. on Lower Grand Radio in Oakland. Shout out. Uh, we are both a part of WET. You can follow at wet.underscore.co on Instagram. And when something happens, you'll know. Uh, Word. Yeah. And, Word on that. Uh, any parting words on this project, on the this meeting, anything like that? Um. Yeah, thanks again, Tom, for having me. This has been so cool Like to be able to you know, have a conversation about this project that's not in my own head. You know, um, bringing it into like a physical space. Um, anybody that was listening to the show or is listening to the project, thank you for supporting it by yeah. clicking play. You know, and and I'm so sorry. You can get this along with any of Agripol's other projects. Uh, it's available for streaming everywhere. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's actually everywhere now. Yeah. yeah and if you yesterday. want to get it on Bandcamp, support Noah directly. It's I'm Her. assuming Agripol A G R O P O L dot Bandcamp dot com. Yes, that's right. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been the Lost Hour. I'm Tom. That's Noah. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, this whole month is a really great time to review music. We will be sitting down with Tomo DJ 
to review her new release, Crazy Trip. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to play us out with uh, one of Acropole's old tracks. This is the first track I ever heard uh, you put out, and that really put me on the map. And you talked about it beforehand. So Sweet. This is It's Like That from Killjoy. Hell yeah. Have a great Monday, everybody. Peace. It's like that, y'all. It's like that, y'all. It's like that, y'all. It's like that, y'all.